welcome to episode 92 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week, top five films of 1992. Ah, so, 1992. So this is number three of our yeah. 90s top fives. Yeah. Um, so far for 1991, uh, we've had no crossover. We've uh-huh. each had individual, completely separate top fives. Uh, I'm wondering how Before long. The first, how long can we continue? How this? long can we yeah. continue it? I'm interested to see yeah. what happens on this yeah. this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, any uh, any general thoughts on um, how this is going so far, or 90, on, on 92, well, 90, or 92, 92 is a, uh, putting the results for 92 was definitely different. Felt a lot different than 90 and 91. Yeah. Um, I did not have as many. Uh, strong things that immediately leaped out at me. Like, I had a couple, but not, like, uh, like a lot of stuff, like, fighting for the list. Okay. Um, and, in fact, literally yesterday, like, last night, I changed a bunch of stuff on my list. Like, I was like, you know, I don't feel strongly about this. Like, for me, 1992 was a, a year with tons of good movies. Yeah. But definitely not as many like exceptional ones that jumped to mind. Okay, like that that really jumped out at me. Um, and uh, hilariously, though, also looking at 1992, like so far of the '90s contains the most kind of bad movies that I've seen, and a lot of them. I probably oh, you mean saw like the looking at what you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like the fact that a lot of them were like, bad. Like, yeah, yeah, like, hmm, like interesting. Well, not necessarily bad. But, and I'm sure I enjoyed it at the time, but, you know, uh, 1992 contained a lot more of the Encino Man variety of film. Uh, yeah, than, I don't, I, you, you know, I wouldn't know. I, but, I was but never. But of, of yeah. sort of like that kind of quality. Yeah. Versus like 90 and 91 didn't have as many. Like, okay. it, it, like I didn't see as many bad films in say 91 as okay. I definitely saw in 92. But oh, I think, okay. I think a lot of it was 92, by the time 92 rolled around, it was definitely a case of. Uh, especially probably in the summer, just going to see everything in the theater. $5 matinee, seeing mm. okay. everything. You know, and then, you know, and, yeah. and, and then and then like at the end of it being like, well, whatever, that was 90 minutes and five bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, it, I've never, that's yeah. interesting because like, I mean, I've never approached things that way, so. Yeah. Yeah, it I've was, never. It was definitely. Uh, yeah, that's never been my way to. But uh, to do it was so it, like, so. oh, what are we gonna do this after? Oh, go go see, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hmm. But yeah. So so ninety two was a little, um, just a little trickier than the other ones. I didn't have like, oh, well, this is definitely in my top five. I, like I said, I made some changes to my top five, uh, you know, okay. last night. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm happy with I'm happy with it, and there are definitely some good movies that year. Okay. Um. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to run into a year where it's like, I'm going to struggle to actually find five good films. No, uh, I mean, but... there'll always be good ones, but mm-hmm. as to, I mean, one year may not compare very favorably to another yeah, in the yeah, sense yeah. that some may may have, yeah. uh, you know, some may have a ridiculous <laughs> amount of, because, you know, the way that like in the 80s it was yeah. with like, you know, 84 or like sometimes, you know, sometimes well, one yeah. year just has so you many, look, and you're, you're like, like, wait, what? You're There's like, like so yeah, many like, classics in one year. You have a top five from a given year. But if we were doing a top five from the decade, none of the movies from that year would have made that decade. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind. Of, that's the sort of thing yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, so who's 
Uh, who's on first? Uh, that's you because yeah, remember we determined right. ninety was you, ninety one was me, so ninety yeah. is you again. All right. Um, so my number five, mm-hmm. uh, actually went with a tie. I decided to tie it up. Um, two movies. Uh, oh, it's a two way tie. Okay. Uh, both comedies. Okay. Uh, and both different kind of comedies. Uh, one is a movie that I know I didn't see till later. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a ton later, but but later. Uh, that I think I enjoy more than the other one. Uh, the other one is a movie that really was huge in '92 and kind of shaped. Uh, not necessarily shaped, but uh, it had a big influence. Um, and the first movie is Wayne's World. Okay. Uh, which saw in the theater at the time, multiple times in the theater that year. Um, I think everybody our age saw Wayne's World. It was humongous. Huge film. Um, which is interesting to me because as someone who didn't watch Saturday Night Live, I had no idea who Wayne and Garth were when I went and saw that film. So I went in, you know, and I was like, oh, this is funny, this is hilarious, you interesting. know. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, I just Saturday Night Live, I didn't, I don't, I probably. I did watch it yeah. and I did, I was familiar yeah, you with were, them before yeah. the movie came, yeah. Yeah. Um, as I think most people were. Uh, we didn't. That's sort of the idea. That's, that's how you cash in on. You know, well, exactly. A known, um, a known I thing went, like that. I, I went and saw it because I, you know, my friends were going to see it, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and it was definitely a case of I. Pretty sure we didn't have cable TV, in our house, and so seeing it just wasn't an option. Um, I mean, I I may have seen a few episodes of Saturday Night Live here and there, but definitely Wayne's World. I. I was vestigially aware of the characters of Wayne and Garth, but not in any way that made me familiar with the, the kind of thing that they were. Okay. But I found the movie... Well, I mean, the movie expanded upon it so much anyways, yeah. because yeah. it had always just been simple sketches yeah. of I mean, them in, Well, because they did in, the sketch stuff doing their in the show. movie, but it's such a so small part of the movie. Yeah, just yeah. sitting in the yeah. basement. Yeah. Um, it's far more like the these, movie, those the characters. Movie. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the first sort of big... Um, from I mean it wasn't I mean obviously it had been done before Blues Brothers and such yeah. but but it was one of the first sort of like um of where it became like a regular thing yes to yeah. spin off mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live sketches into movies it, well it, because of the success of Wayne's because World. of the Absolutely. success of Wayne's World yeah, yeah. and but most like pretty much all of the other ones are terrible. Uh, and yeah. what what made Wayne's World work was the fact that they actually made something out of like like um, well they went beyond what like you said before they went beyond what they did in their sketch but, versus most of the other ones just seemed like they attempted to do a ninety minute version of the Saturday yeah, Night Live yes sketch. to a yeah. degree but also. Sometimes when you take something that works as a, a concept or a character that works as a sketch, as a, as a recurring sketch character, mm-hmm. and try to put them in the context of a larger, more of a story, more of a plot, and other characters, it doesn't always work. No. And with Wayne's World, like, what made it work was the fact that they did that and it worked. Mm-hmm. Or they found a way to make it work. They found a way to fit those characters into uh, more of a structured story yeah. and world. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, and and you know found a way to make that work. So I mean, it was kind of like something that, um, you had to do it right. Yeah, and they did it right there, and 
they never really did it right again after that to a large degree. Not, I mean, not even Wayne's World 2, yeah. which is still probably better than most of the other it's ones. It's watchable, but, but it's, it's not as good as not Wayne's World a, Not even close to the first one. It's not um, It's not the classic yeah. that the first one is. And that kind of also... Um, they also it, really rushed it out, too. It, was, it, it came yeah, out well, the, the next year. Because so. of the popularity of the first one, they wanted yeah. to cash in on that fast. Yeah. And I'm sure financially it probably did fine. And yeah, then, it, was, it probably did you know, okay. We, we never saw Wayne's World 3, so we know how that... Yeah, it probably didn't do as well as no. the first one, but um, I'm sure it did. Okay. Also, being that sort of like semi, like, uh, I don't want to use the word musical comedy, but it's not really musical comedy. It's like a well, but music, a music is a comedy. music yeah, tape yeah. plays a major part, like, and there's full musical numbers it, in it. It's so. a bit of yeah, I guess that's true. There are there are straight up full musical numbers. Um, it's um, it's a it's a sort of a there's not a lot of those kind out there, like. I mean, you want to think, and also, like, good ones, like, Wings World, this is Spinal Tap, for, like, yeah. music comedies, like, those are definitely, like, way on the top, and then, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, not as seen as just sort well, of the... Yeah, well, at least not in that way, yeah. the way that they did them, um, or did it. Gives a variety to the film that, yeah. You know, but I just, you know, I found it funny, and I have seen it, you know, it's, I enjoy Wings World, I, it holds up. Yeah. Uh, uh it, it, I find it still funny now, you know. Uh, also, you know, over the years, um, it is one of those where a lot of the lines from the film have become, uh, I mean, at least you know, between it, you know, us and our friend, like a bit of common parlance, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, so Wings World's the the first one, okay, and then it's tied with a movie that is. Uh, a bit on the other spectrum of comedy, rather than being sort of... Uh, Wings World is somewhat, you know, friendly, fa like family-friendly almost, and... Um, and uh, pretty silly. Yeah, pretty silly <laughs> and stuff. Um, although, okay, this movie is also very silly, um, but in a different way, is Cuffs with Christian Slater. Uh, which I was introduced I actually to... forgot that Cuffs was 92. I was introduced by this film uh, by a roommate of ours, uh, Jeremy, introduced me to Cuffs. Yeah. Uh, and... I immediately was like, this movie is so good. It was one of those, it, like, yeah. because it, it, not is, a lot of people saw Cuffs. So it's, it's a bit like, um, uh, not to the same degree, but it's a bit like um, the sort of Hudson Hawk kind of yes. thing where yeah. people, the kind of mainstream general audience doesn't really get it's what weird. it is it's i mean it's not as extreme as that no, like no. like where where like Hudson Hawk is considered like one of the worst movies ever yeah, kind of yeah. thing when actually it's amazing yeah um cuffs is just generally just not very regarded it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of just like like eh yeah. it's just not it's nothing really mm -hmm. but it's actually amazing yeah um yeah it's uh Chris Slater's super funny. Yeah. Uh it's well you know I love cuffs. Yeah. I I, I would for me it would be like uh, it's it, it'd be more like a runner-up just because mm. like there's you know there's so many other movies yeah but um i actually forgot that it was 92 but uh, i must have seen it when i was going through and then just kind of dismissed it as like oh that's more of a that's more of an of an honorable mention yeah 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 but well, um i i since you know because i mean a lot of these lists like the early years here like uh, I may have finalized them kind of more recently, but a lot of them have been kind of started or in progress for yeah. a long time because we've known. Well, we talked about this. We know quite a while we've known that we this, were yeah. doing this for a long time, so I kind of looked peeked ahead. Um, so I must have when going over lists, I must have seen that Cuffs was on them, but mm. I didn't. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, and it is one of those. I, I it cuffs is a. It's th- that's that's almost one that'd be worth doing like an episode. An episode on. on? I, I was actually when it came up, I was kind of thinking that I was like, I should just because I, I feel like could, it's not could, super well known. We could talk about cuffs, and there's a lot yeah. of things probably to talk about um, in it. Yeah. Uh, it, it 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 is an interesting. I think it's a it, it shares like some kind of like eighties comedy stuff. Well, uh, the early nineties. The early I mean, 90s, a lot of the early nineties. The spillover is this, yeah, definitely yeah. even it's still even, happening. Yeah, yeah, Ninety two is that late into the nineties yeah. that, that, that yeah. there's not a. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it, unique. Um, and it's I, it's other reasons on the list is again like Wayne's World. It's one that I've gone back to again and again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. cuffs like. Like cuffs, you turn on the TV. Cuffs is halfway through. I watched the last half of Cuffs. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I used, uh, I used to obviously watch it. Uh, and it, it is again, like I, like I said, is is because it is somewhat unknown. It's one I like to push on people who haven't seen it. Like, oh, you like Christian Slater? You know, like, who doesn't like Christian Slater? You like Christian? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you would think, <laughs> but. I mean, it's not like you see your hear people talking about Christmas later very often, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, he's not exactly churning out the. Well, know. he keeps doing TV he's, shows uh, he that moved usually TV. don't last very long. Unfortunately, yeah, um, he's he's kind of just jumped from one show to another, uh, which are and they're often kind of they are interesting or they have. You know, I mean, I guess Mr. Robot technically—that's his—that's that's is his thing the sort the of moment, hit. I think. Yeah. But he's not even, you know, the no, he's not the main the character main star in any way whatsoever. Yeah, which yeah. I guess, I mean, he, arguably, he might be sort of at an age where that's that's going to happen. You know, yeah. he's not leading man age anymore. I guess yeah. so. It's a little bit I'm weird, just but a quick view into I, I had actually forgotten about Mr. Robot, so I guess he does have kind yeah, of like a relatively like successful. He, he did did finally out. land on something relatively uh, successful. Well, it turns out he's been spending most of 2015 and 2016 either doing bit parts or voices in animated TV series outside of Mr. Robot. Yeah. Huh. But what I mean is, it's like it's not like he's coming out with big. No, know, no, there's no big. There's no summer blockbuster with, yeah. with. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's my number five: Wayne's World and Cops. Right. Yeah. 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 We should revisit cups. All right. Yeah. So, number five for you. Uh, my yeah, I've got a lot to oh, say about. No, no Rotten Tomatoes scores this week, as there wasn't anything interesting about them. Like they weren't all like just abysmal scores, like last week or anything like that. All right. <laughs> well, all the ones for my movies are really high. Oh yeah. Because they're all like very. Uh, all the highly, rest of mine. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Most of mine are quite high. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I, we should definitely do cuffs because now that I'm like thinking about it, I've got a lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah, that I don't really want to. Yeah, no, no. I feel like now is not the time. <laughs> Plus, I I feel like I need to refresh my memory a bit because mm. I'm just going off of like sheer memory at this point. Right. All right. My number five is a movie that um, I believe I heard you recently say that you don't like. Oh, okay. Um, which is unfortunate, but it doesn't change it being on my list because okay. it's a very good movie. Yeah. And it's uh, Last of the Mohicans. Oh, uh, 
it's not so much I don't like it. It just it kind of did nothing for me. Yeah. Like it was it was all right. Well, I, I believe you mentioned it. It came up on Friday or whatever, and you said yeah. you didn't like it. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, like I, I had to kind of. I remember like, not. I had to hold my tongue because no, I was like, no. "We're gonna be no, talking about I'm, it when we record." I'm, I'm I'm very well aware of that. Like that is a quite liked movie. Yes. And it just I mean, it, it won Oscars and stuff. Uh, or it was I don't know if it won Oscars. I mean, obviously Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. You know, he hadn't quite become like the Oscar juggernaut <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he is now back then. Um, I mean, he's always been very acclaimed right from the mm-hmm. beginning of his career, but you know, now it's kind of just like, like, oh, was Dan Day Lewis in a movie this year? I'll give him the Oscar, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because he's just that good all the time. Um, this is pretty early in his career, um, but he's still really good, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, the story's good, the production value is really good, it, it looks really good. Um, you know, there's a lot of attention to like the costuming and the Mm -hmm. sort of all the little details, the period details and stuff like that. Um, it's a fascinating kind of story. Um, they they managed to, yeah, really well done period piece. They managed to sort of have like, um, the movie kind of has a modern, like it it feels like a modern movie Mm -hmm. or, you know, modern in the nineties anyway. Um, won an Oscar for best sound. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> it's a mo- like it feels like a modern movie like of the '90s, although mm-hmm. it is a period piece. But the presentation of like the story and the characters still retains kind of an element of like that sort of overwrought melodrama that you would sort of expect from a story from like the 1700, you know, cause the book is from the 1700s. Yeah. Book came out in 1757 or something like that. I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I believe that's what it was, but, uh, and, and so at that time it was like novels and stuff usually mm-hmm. had this real heavy dose of kind of melodrama mm-hmm. in how they were presenting the story. And it kind of has a bit of that feel, but with, sort of a, a more modern kind of sensibility as well. So it, it strikes a good balance between kind of like, you know, a, being a bit of an homage to the, the, the sort of style of the, of the, to, of the, the book, but also being uh, a very modern film as well. Um, and uh, the, like the, the cast is great. Like, very, I mean, obviously Danny Day-Lewis, but yeah. like everybody else in it is really good too. Madeline Stowe. Some, yeah, Madeline Stowe. There's some really good, like, um, Native American act, the Native American cast is amazing. Like it's like Russell Means is great. Wes Studi mm. plays uh, Magua, one of like the great villains of all time. Um, he's amazing. Uh, it's one of those kind of villains. Where, it's like the better version of the previous year's Dances with Wolves. <laughs> it's like one of those villains where, um, like, you know, like like Darth Vader or something, oh. where it's like he's such like a cool like badass that like you kind of cheer, <laughs> you, you sort of cheer for him. <laughs> Like, it, except when he's kind of doing terrible things to, like, the heroes that you actually uh, yeah. do like. Yeah. But, like, the rest of the time, like, if he's just doing something terrible to some mook, yeah. you're kind of cheering for him because he's just so cool and badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's still, like, really evil. You know, well, not evil, but mm. but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just really, he's nasty. But he's, like, really cool and badass, too. You know, so you're, you, kind of, you kind of enjoy seeing him do cool stuff. Um, but you also kind of see him enjoy seeing him get what's coming to him in the end because he is he is the bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, great music. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was actually uh, it was directed by Michael Mann, who you know is usually better known for like more kind of 
contemporary yeah crime movie type stuff you know that's that is his heat, like heat and genre you know, of, yeah um various things like of that nature um but this is kind of a little bit of a odd, I should give odd, this another, odd I should little give this side step watch. yeah I mean, it's, it is it's like, really good it is i mean i probably haven't seen it since the 90s and, so and honestly it's not really move. my type of thing either but just the quality of it yeah see i i didn't i wasn't into it at the time at the time at yeah. all right it, my my experience of it to to realize like oh wow it's actually 15 really good year old Emmett, 14 year old Emmett was all like woo last of the Mohicans uh, well or even a little bit after that right. like or even a little bit after that like uh, when I saw it last when I really liked enjoyed it was like maybe just a few years ago oh okay yeah. and that's where I really was like whoa actually this is really good mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's good yeah no yeah I I'm I should I should watch it again I should yeah I should give it a go yeah um uh, I feel probably my uh, my thoughts if on you're going it just purely on like your memories of having seen it a long time and ago that's probably, I probably no yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. trust that because yeah. because I would have thought the same thing yeah. I in my mind I guess it's sort of like oh that's the boring one that doesn't have Kevin Costner in it when it's like no it's definitely know, not boring yeah you know when I'd like oh. I it, it's I've seen Daniel Day Lewis like yeah. early day like more not early yeah. but earlier well, pretty Daniel, early yeah, yeah. I guess that's true yeah. earlier Daniel Day Lewis um yeah it's really so, good yeah okay. I'd recommend yeah. it I I all right boom it, that's in the list that's in the okay. queue then good yeah. excellent all right so you're right. your four my number four my number four is a uh, no crossover so far no crossover so far uh is a quite famous movie and i'm not 100 sure i don't know if you've even seen it because i believe we've talked about it before okay um it's possible it's got a there's many many it's things i have quite seen. a big cast of many things i have but of um of like big names in it uh al pacino jack lemon alec baldwin alan arkin Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay. Glenn Gary Gunn Ross. Okay, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it. I'm you just, have seen I'm it? I'm just okay. not familiar with yeah. it because I've seen it maybe like once a long time ago type oh, okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, th- again, this definitely qualifies as the kind of film where like, I did not see this in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I didn't see this film probably well until I was an adult. Yeah. And it, it yeah, is this exactly is, the This is the one that should go on my to watch list to watch. because it is exactly the, like everything i like about like smart film with mm-hmm. like great actors yeah it's very dialogue heavy it's super very dialogue heavy so snap the yes. script for People this talking. movie must be gilmore girls style so much longer because it's so like some of the scenes like there's scenes where like three characters are all talking at exactly the same time over top of each other and it's it's all snappy, witty, yeah, yeah. you know, really clever. The premise itself is is actually like shockingly boring. Uh, you know, no, it's all about the character interaction. Yeah, yeah, like the... you know, a super limited. Um, uh, there's like like two major sets, and I think one like smaller yeah, other set it's mostly in, the film. in the office. It's mostly in the office, a little bit in a diner, and there is one scene where they're they're like like at a client's house, and like that's it. Like, it's all just, you know, them on the phone, them talking to each other, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, everybody's got their own little plot going, their own, uh, like, sort of agenda, and then it conflicts with other characters. It, 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 and then, like, Alec Baldwin's character is introduced, and then that, yeah. he's 
He's not the antagonist, he's but pretty he's bad. basically like the the wrench. It's he's brutal. It's, it, it's like he's a wrench thrown into they, a, they, a they, bunch they, of they, gears that are already spiraling out of control. Like they didn't they did, need that they did wrench. A great parody. Because Alec Baldwin has had a lot of involvement in Saturday Night Live, yeah, Saturday yeah. Night Live over yeah. the years. They did a great parody of that uh. on Saturday Night Live where when Alec Baldwin was on, where it was Santa's elves in <laughs> Santa's workshop, and oh, okay. he was coming in as, like, a, the elf to, like, get things in yeah, line. Oh, right, right, and he was basically on doing a riff on his Glengarry Ross character, but it was... Eggnog is for closers! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, like, in context of is Santa's workshop, is yeah. is great. yeah. Oh, that's good. I should, I should see if I can crack that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, parodying his previous words. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, no, it's... it's You it, you feel bad it, yeah, for it, a lot of the would, characters for the stress that they're under. It would be but on... at the same time, all the actors... Like, like the whole operation they're involved in has a level of sleaziness to it. Yeah, oh yeah. That you you kind of like... You want to say to yourself... These people all deserve right. what they get. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, oh, they're struggling so hard and yeah. they can't make it work. Yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for it's, them. It's, you, you it's dark. Yeah, like, it's yeah, dark. It's, like, dark. it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a pleasant uh, situation for yeah. anyone involved. Um, yeah, it, it, it was... Uh, I know that... I know its reputation is very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I probably would have put on my list if I was more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't no, really that's... feel comfortable putting something that I don't really know that well. That's fine. That's so fine. Um, it's very good, but I just don't know it well enough. Yeah. So I definitely, yeah, that's I got to put that on my list. Yeah, and of, uh, the watching, director, uh, watching uh, things. James Foley, has gone on to direct uh, a bunch of other stuff, but uh, I guess more recently he does House of Cards, which is v- like very much in that same vein. Yeah. Super dialogue heavy. Super like Kevin Spacey. Kevin, yeah, well, Kevin, <laughs> very Kevin Spacey heavy. Kevin Spacey. Very Kevin Spacey, Spacey heavy. heavy. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Although kind of interesting because um, it's all a bit of a reversal almost because you know Kevin Spacey was the one that was getting like very um, put down. Oh yeah, yeah. Upon he was the, he was bottom of the heap in the and, in, 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 and of course in House of Cards he's, he's like, like the king Mr. of the, Power. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, so, you know, kind of an interesting twenty plus years later. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the age was, yeah. thing kind of yeah, well, makes sense. Kevin Spacey was quite a bit younger in, yeah. in 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 House of Cards. He was he was the young man. I mean, well, it was. I, guess, I mean, it was, was also before a, his a, big breakthrough, a, right? Because his big breakthrough, Pacino, You know, I, I guess probably the only really old character were uh, Jack Lemmon and Alan Arkin. Who Alan well, Arkin has they, always been but, old. And... Yeah, again, but you, same with Pacino. I mean, those guys have been around since like the sixties, yeah, yeah. So, so early seventies. Like, it was like it was like more middle aged uh, yeah. of those characters versus like yeah. now that they're another you know. But they were in their forties when they yeah, were in their sixties. But 60s, Kevin, kind of, Kevin yeah. Spacey, you know, he hadn't really had his big breakthrough yet. That that sort of came a little later in yeah. the nineties, which I'm sure will be talked about when it comes, uh, when that year yeah. comes. Uh, <laughs> little possible preview for the yeah, near yeah, future yeah, I, I, yeah. but but yes he, he had done stuff before obviously and this being one of them so mm-hmm. all right cool yeah. all right good yeah so that's your so four. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is my number four all right uh my four is a comedy oh all right. uh it's a comedy uh featuring an Oscar-winning performance Okay. Uh, which you don't see too often no all right. uh, more often than say like an Oscar-winning performance in like a 
horror movie yeah, yeah, yeah. or sci-fi movie yeah. or something but <laughs> but still not not, not too comedy common. comedy definitely on the not too end common of, yeah. um it's definitely in with those other ones the oscar-winning performance being um marissa tomei best supporting actress and the movie being my cousin Vinny. oh i know you like this it's great yeah uh, i mean i you know it's definitely honorable mention i don't remember yeah. like uh i haven't seen it quite a while and i don't remember like a lot of like real intense details but i do remember like certain things and and just the general overall quality of it it is quite pretty well regarded obviously i, I mean, think so yeah you know being us you know well, the, yeah. the oscar winning and stuff like that yeah. but but like uh i was actually reading a little thing about it and just as like a bit of a refresher thing and uh, apparently it's very well regarded by lawyers as actually being like very authentic authentic about like all the courtroom oh. stuff and like the way oh, that's like they're saying like it's like because that's usually like the fakest thing yeah. in movies they're saying like it's a, it's actually a really good movie to watch like to sort of know like like how you should conduct yourself oh, in, like, in, in court, court cases yeah. and like and just sort of like the the kind of um tips about like yeah. You know, versus the, the like over fanciful drama free for all that they are in most movies. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's really apart from that. It, I mean, it's it's really good, but yeah. like it's very simple kind of story. There's yeah. not really much to it. Uh, it's more enjoyable just based on the characters and their mm-hmm. interaction. Um, it's interesting seeing Joe Pesci in like a very sympathetic like protagonist yeah. kind of role not, because he not normally the annoying like, jerk that he usually well is. and like usually like psychopaths oh, well, like yeah, usually yeah, yeah, just yeah. like out of control yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they're always like he, he's always like the out of control psychopathic like friend or yeah, yeah, yeah. or like family member or like in all these like gangster gangster and, and movies violent yeah, movies yeah, you know yeah, yeah. seeing him do something like this which yeah. is like well it's you know it's, um, pretty breezy it's it's like a it's a it's a I mean, probably just because it's a better movie and it was better written and better directed. Um, but it's a better version of the kind of character he ends up playing in, like when he's in the Lethal Weapon movies and stuff like that. Like, yeah. But, um, but even there, he's like, you know, a criminal. Like, oh, he's a criminal. Like, oh, but he's he's just a goofball. In yeah, these yeah. Movies. But like, I mean, but, but this but, he's, he is he is that sympathetic. Yeah, like um, this this is his this is for Joe Pesci what yeah. like Mean Machine was for Vinnie Jones. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like. Wow, he can actually do something totally different than what his yeah. stereotyped, yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> sort of um, typecast yeah. typical character is. He can actually be the focal point star of a movie and carry it. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you had, you know, he's with Marissa Tomei and, yeah. and doesn't hurt. Ralph, Ma- <laughs> Ralph <laughs> Macchio. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, this is pretty much the only thing that anybody can ever remember that Ralph oh, Macchio did, other than the Karate Kid yeah. movies. Like, what else did Ralph Macchio do? Like the Cry Kid movies and this, yeah. Like, which is kind of sad. I feel kind of bad for Ralph Macchio because of it, but you know, he definitely got really typecast. Well, look, here's the thing: you don't need that many child actors. Yeah. So, <laughs> and since he refuses to, 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 like, to get old, become an adult. Since physically, yeah. Since he refuses to get old, um, but yeah, like, uh, but I mean, he was good, you know, yeah. and um. I yeah, my cousin Vinny really is so fun movie, great good movie for like the pair of. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it's uh, in the interaction are, between them are, is classic. Like, who would have ever thought? Like, like, it seems like a very odd pairing, and and it works uh, amazingly. Those kind of characters, that real like, uh, I don't know that that it's not that the like that 
those kind of, that kind of New Yorker Italian. Yeah, because yeah. it's so often like exagger- exaggerated in a very like bad way. Yeah. I often don't like that kind of character. Well, a little bit like a, a Moonstruck. Thing, yeah, you know? and like, actually, the... that's a very good example where, like, again, like I liked it in Moonstruck well, the, as the well. Banter and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two youths. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I really liked how it was done in this one. It wasn't done like. It wasn't so it was stupid and over the top. Last movie. I really like the two of these characters. They're you, you you can't help but like them. Like they are what you know yeah. draws you to the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like if you didn't like them, the they're, movie, they're both, the movie like, would not they work. Both clearly, are like care about each other, yeah. but they're also like at each other's throats, right? But and, it's, that's the yeah. banter, and, right? And that means they literally are the movie. That's how you and, keep yeah. it going? Yeah. No, that is it is it, yeah. Like I said, it's all my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, it's really good. You introduced this movie to me. I had never seen it. And I avoided that surprise and I avoided it specifically because I was like, I from I guess probably what I had seen yeah. in the trailers, I was like, uh, stupid, overblown, yeah, yeah. you know, accents and everything. Uh, I don't need to like cringe. Yeah. I, I assumed immediately cringe yeah. out of it. No, and, like no, it is anything. Really but, no, it's yeah. really good. No, that's that's awesome. No, that's a good. That's a real good pick. And I knew you liked it. I was. I, I do. I wasn't sure. I haven't how seen it in a long be time list, because so. I, I, you know, I watched it several times back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I still, I do the YouTube youths joke all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But well, honestly, it's a good, it's a good joke. but honestly, that's probably the only specific joke that I remember from the movie anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just general impressions. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's great. So that's my four, my cousin Vinny. Your cousin. All right. It's not my cousin Vinny. It's Your just, cousin. That's the name of the movie. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. No, Mike. <laughs> uh, all right. Your three. My three. I almost said from 1992. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. You can <laughs> okay. say that. Okay. It should be you, from. You should. It should be from 92. Well, Other, enough. Otherwise, one is not from 1992. Doesn't really qualify. Um, uh, features an actor who is big, uh, currently but, huge, like possibly like one of four. Four five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, he's massive. Yeah. Um, no, sumo, uh, like sumo in in the big. limelight, he, he has been kind of hogging uh, actor limelight for probably about a decade now, uh, a little bit less than a decade. Um, uh, but at the time, uh, maybe not so much. Uh, this is a somewhat autobiographical, not autobiographical, uh, somewhat biographical. Uh, biography, biographical, movie. <laughs> biographical. Thank you. I could not put the word out of my That's mouth. That's all right. Um, and it is Chaplin. Okay. Uh, yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, who is now king of the world actor wise. Right. Okay. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Starring Chaplin starring Iron Man. No, <laughs> starring Tony yeah. Stark. Um, th- this again is like some number of my other films, a movie that I did not see in 92, uh, because 15 year old me had no desire to watch a biography of a biopic about Charlie Chaplin, um, but I wasn't super familiar with Charlie Chaplin's work as a young person, and as I got older, looking into it, and that stuff's real good mm-hmm. and real funny, yeah. and so I saw Chaplin, and I was like, this movie is terrific. Um, quite well regarded, bunch of Oscar nominations. Uh, it, it Well, it, yes and no. There, It has mixed... It definitely has... Uh, like, like any biography, there are people always who are going to poo-poo it because... No, no, uh, no, I don't mean because of that. I mean, oh. literally, the movie itself is oh, kind okay. of, you know... There's... People have have sort of mixed things to say about oh, it, let's yeah. say. Um, but I... I love it. Yeah. But it is... 
flawed and oh, so i mean it's for me it would be it's more of an honorable it, mention it definitely um i feel it, it, the one thing because goes is it it dances around a little too much mm-hmm. like it's it's not the most focused of films yeah i mean that's probably the biggest being, problem and i feel like i see i feel that's a problem it's, I see it's very easy to lose it's very easy to lose like where you are yeah in the story like because and it, i feel that's done with a lot of the yeah. uh the dramatized biographies um and they it, i think the intent there is to keep it like entertaining and less documentary like uh but it, like you say it, you you're like because it, it even does like back and jumping back and forth in his life you're like Okay, well, where does this take place? Because not all of it is enough that you can immediately well, even tell in, by looking in, at, in, in like, the, look at, like, oh, he, oh, here's where he's clearly older, and but it's not always that clear. Yeah, well, yeah. especially because, I mean, Downey is playing the character from well every age. I think every like, age of them. Yeah. I well, they have a child actor playing oh, as, well, a, yeah, as yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. and then I think like everything from like <laughs> he's just on his knees. I, just... think, I think everything from pretty much like late teens. Yeah. To, All the way to to the very end to yeah. like you know eighty or well, whatever. Because he's doing the like he's downing. telling his story kind of thing. So yeah, so yeah. I mean like it can sometimes be hard to remember. Like okay, mm-hmm. is he supposed to be like in his twenties now? Is he supposed to be in his thirties? Is he supposed to be in his forties? Mm-hmm. Like where are we exactly? You know? uh, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I think it doesn't bother me so much because no matter what time period they're in, the story that they're telling at that moment is interesting. Yeah. Um, they and again. How, and it is interesting how dramatized it is, of course. How you know how good um, Downey did in uh, portraying the role and yeah. and and embodying mm. um, Chaplin, like like because he really studied it, obviously, and tried to like um, do like a lot of the sort of mannerisms and like the walk and the whole yeah. nine yards. He, he and very believably becomes, and this is when he was still. In pretty rough, well, the, right shape, this time, like yeah. uh, on a personal level, in terms of <laughs> who knows, maybe that helped him do do the role, <laughs> you um, know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from what I understand, it was it was not easy going. Um, it, it was pretty tough going because uh, he was still like fully into the, mm. the whole sort of drug thing and all that at this time. So, um, yeah, uh, the fact that that he comes across so well, yeah, is like wow. <laughs> Really good, good job considering what was going on, you know, yeah. with him. Don't don't want to say scenes. you know because I don't know for sure, but like almost like smacks of like um, like method acting. The degree that he really becomes uh, what's his real name? Like Charles Spencer, something like that. I don't know Ch- Chaplin's real name. Um, the exact yeah. name, but um, but also uh, being that a lot of it. Well, I mean all of it, but. A lot of it is um, uh, very period PC. Uh, mm. The costumes are great. The sets are great. Um, it, it it's it's really it just looks good. Um, but I I find it super entertaining um, and have and really have enjoyed it. It's, it's one of the few uh, biography films that I have gone back to and watched a number of times. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it is not like I said, it's not without its problems. Um, yeah, but you have to understand. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but my my list because I'm trying to do like a top five. Top five. I'm trying to do more well rounded stuff. Yeah. yeah, that isn't necessarily have the 
some of the issues or some of the flaws, you know. But, you know, I'm quite capable of really liking something despite its flaws. But for the purposes of top five, I'm trying to stick with stuff that has less overall flaws. No, 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 that's actually fine. So, Um, yeah, yeah, directed by... um... Welcome to Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah. Richard Attenborough. I know. The late Richard Attenborough. Yep. Uh, the late Richard Attenborough directing the was. late Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> uh, well, no, not, he wasn't directing Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Thank goodness he's not directing the late Robert Downey Jr. Oh, goodness. Um, no, because we there wouldn't be we wouldn't have movies now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, the, we, wouldn't, we just wouldn't have There'd be movies. no movies. There'd be no movies. If Robert Downey Jr. hadn't made it to, they, to, to yep. today... We just Hollywood would have there'd shut be, down. There'd be no movies. Yeah, yeah. We'd just all be Bollywood. At least none, none, none of the people would go see it anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Iron Man uh, kind of revolutionizing yeah. uh, the summer blockbuster in some ways, but uh, but yeah, no, I really like Chaplin. All right. Um, well, it's, uh, it also like like sometimes. Uh, because of he was such a like an, an odd character that went through like a lot of turmoil, but also like ultimately like like a real strong-willed person who was pushing through. It's it, it's very feel-good, you know, kind of kind of film. I well, uh, it's it's kinda, well, sort of a downer well, for a, for most of it it's actually, tra- but it's, it's tragic. But I feel it has a, good, it has a nice maybe, ending, maybe, I suppose. Feel, but feel good isn't the right uh, word. It's more like um, you you root you root for Charlie Chaplin while watching it, um, hmm. but or I do anyway. Interesting. I I, I, I never saw it I, that way either because he was a very flawed person oh, himself. Oh yeah, no, but as much of a genius as he was, yeah, he was also like, very I mean. flawed. Like, you, you, he he definitely sometimes did pretty well, questionable like being things. That he was, being that he was a real life person and not a yeah. and not a movie person, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so that's my number three is Chaplin. Alright, so flying completely in the face of everything I just said. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Super flawed movie. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say super flawed, but my number three is a movie that um, uh, definitely is questionable as to how much it's flawed versus how much it's really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I didn't really like it that much. For a long time, okay. I mean, I liked it, but for good reason, mm-hmm. which will be obvious when I say what it is. But um, I kind of didn't really like it. Um, but I've, like many people, I've kind of reevaluated it a bit okay. in in more recent years. And uh, it's, um, uh, well, it's the return of uh, David Lynch. In his next film, and it's Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me. Now, so here's I the thing: really wondered if this was going to be on your list or not because, of course, we both love Twin Peaks. You yep. love Twin Peaks, I do, and um, we have both discussed this movie a so lot. So, at the time that the movie came out, it was it came out relatively. I mean, you know, maybe like about a year after the series ended. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's, you know, a lot of controversy because it came out and it didn't really please fans of Twin Peaks very much. Well, it uh, kind of didn't do what it was supposed to do in some way. Well, it wasn't supposed or what, or what to do people, anything. Well, what people thought... Expectations the, yeah, may have been... what people thought the movie follow-up to Twin Peaks would, would do, yeah. So, 
you know, I'll admit that I, to a certain degree, part of why I always kind of had a bit of a problem with it was um, the sort of prequel nature of it, given the fact that the series ends on such a, like, brutal cliffhanger. The fact that he had the opportunity to make a movie right after and could have resolved that cliffhanger but instead made a movie taking place before the series mm. and that, that, that's what i mean by people like and, their expectations were and not just yeah. before the series but literally like aside from the first whatever it is 15 20 minutes uh which takes place like a year before um and is an amazing little mini movie in and of itself like that first like 20 minutes or whatever it comes out to like that i can definitely say without reservation that that part is awesome like that part fits really well it's very twin peaks it's like a it's a, it's a twin peaks mini episode it's very twin peaksy it's very fun mm-hmm. you know um yeah i mean it, it what's interesting is it has very little of of any sort of characters from the show mm. um what, what happened was i'm gonna try not to be too long-winded here but I do need to sort of because we're probably well, gonna, we're probably never going to talk about this again. Yeah, yeah. So I do want to kind of address some things. So uh, after the show, uh, they were making the movie and or they were going to be making the movie, and uh, Kyle McLaughlin kind of didn't really want to do it because he was concerned about the sort of typecasting aspect of that everyone just kind of saw him as Agent Cooper now. Yeah, understandable, and he wanted to do other things. So he said no to doing the movie. Uh, so essentially, his part was replaced with a new character for the most part, which is Agent Chet Desmond, uh, played by Chris Isaac, the the, the singer, um, who goes along with um, uh, the the sort of junior agent, who's like the sort of uh, forensic uh, investigator agent, is um, Stanley, who's played by. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, mm. and he was referenced in the show by name. Oh, right, yeah. But yeah. never shown. He, he was never seen. Um, so this was his first actual appearance, um, and he was played by Kiefer Sutherland, which was kind of cool. Um, but uh, Agent Chet Desmond is played by Chris Isaac is just great. He's just like a very one of those like classic Lynchian, like awesome characters. Um, you know, he's got his own MO. Uh, yeah, yeah. Modus yeah, operandi. So yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and so all that stuff is great. Then essentially, uh Kyle McLaughlin decided kind of at the last not the last minute, but like late later on in the process that he was willing to make a small appearance. So he so Cooper is in it, but very, very briefly. So other than Gordon Cole David Lynch plays himself, obviously. Yeah. And Cooper, that kind of little 20-minute mini-movie at the beginning doesn't have any other characters from Twin Peaks. Uh, then after that, the rest of the movie, you know, two hours or whatever it is, is all about basically the last week of Laura Palmer's life mm. before her her death, her murder, which is what kicks off the show or what results in the show. So my problem. We get to see an act. We get to see the character who never has a never. We never really get to see in the. Yeah, which I mean, part of that was which just is an interesting way to do. Part of that was just giving Charlie more to do mm-hmm. because when they initially had hired her to 
play Laura, you know, she was just like a local unknown actress, basically, mm. right? Sort of like that sort of Pacific Northwest, you know, like Seattle, like area um, that they were shooting the pilot. And they never really expected that she was going to be really having to do anything particularly strenuous because her character Mostly being dead. a dead body. Mostly being a dead body. <laughs> Um, but it turned out that they really liked her, um, and they wanted to give her more to do. So it, it, during the series, there's a couple of brief little flashback scenes where you get to see Laura actually yeah. alive, but very, very brief, very brief. Um, and then they introduce the character of Madeline Ferguson, and which is like Laura's identical cousin, yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, for so that Shirley could come and actually have a role. Um, and so. This is the movie. I forgot that's how they introduced her. Yeah. And so the movie is basically like the first chance to really have for an extended period of time her actually playing the character and actually being able to really act, which she actually turns out she can. Yeah. Um, and it's a tour de force performance. It's an amazing performance. And for that alone, um, I, I can't really fault the, the movie too much. But my problem at the time was always that. A, I wanted to see what happened after the end of the show. Yeah. Because that cliffhanger just killed me. Like, hey, guess what? 25 years on, we yeah. still don't know. <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, and B, that I felt that the the events leading up to Laura's death were kind of already well covered in the show because the entire point was that mm. they were investigating it and they sort of – they figured out they kind of put the pieces together yeah. of like a lot of what happened now there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's you know there's more detail to it or there's things that we didn't know about so i mean there, it's not like it's just all the stuff that was talked about in the show mm -hmm. but a lot of it is basically just showing us what we already knew from what they've discovered in the course of the story on the show so for those it's reasons i was a bit kind of like eh. it's the kind of thing it always we, kind of bugged me the whole movie like the, the of, of yeah. firewalk with me could have just been a flashback episode in the series. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's to a degree. You know. Maybe maybe not content-wise, but yeah. Oh, you, well, yeah, yeah. Um, well, obviously, yeah, because, you know, for movies. Yeah, than, yeah, he definitely... But it is interesting, like, releasing this in the theater. I mean, yeah, Twin Peaks was kind of somewhat of a phenomenon. Yeah, it was putting a this major the, problem. Yeah, like, it, like yeah. who are you? No. Who is this for? There, there, was, know, yeah. there was no audience. Critics hated it. Audiences hated it because they were expecting a follow-up to the show. Yeah. Uh, those who even remember the show, because at this point, the show had fallen so out of favor with the general public yeah. that, like, most well, people... Well, Most people didn't even... Yeah. No, not even for well, that. just not. It's most people just lost interest because, you know, the show just kind of... Well, that... How it petered weird yeah, in the yeah, second it season it there, peaked, yeah. It peaked out... It peaked, and then it kind of disappeared from... You know, it lost popularity very quickly. Um, and um, so there was really no audience for it at the time. But it it has been very reevaluated since, uh, like uh, critically and whatnot. And sometimes when you have time and you get some space from something, you can look back on it and be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, Absolutely. okay, I see what they were going for, and I see what you know." And there's some really amazing things about it. And and certainly, I can't fault. While I might be able to fault, sort of. Um, whether it was a good use of like resources to make a movie covering a story that we largely already kind of knew other than, you know, a few details, I can't fault that it's very powerful because mm -hmm. it's 
part of I mean what a lot of people had trouble with with it is, is unlike the show, which had kind of dark light and dark moments, but it had a lot of there's a lot of like goofy almost like almost goofy humor yeah, in yeah, the yeah. show here and there as well. The movie is centric. <laughs> the movie is extremely bleak. It's extremely yeah. dark. There's not a lot of that comic relief. It's sad. Here and there, it's, <laughs> it's very sad. sad. It, it's here and there, a bit of the comic relief, but very little, compared, mm. especially compared to the show. You know, it's a very kind of different tone in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, so it's... It, well, it could be a very brutal well, wait, experience. Which is odd it's a very grueling experience to uh, go through. Again, like you said, that first 20 minutes is... Yeah, it's more so in line more with the show. show. It's very similar. And then you, yeah. you immediately steer away from that. We're gonna get yeah. rid of any character it, it that can brutal. bring. Yeah, like like, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you're basically. I mean, and especially knowing like what the show is like, yeah. you're basically watching a girl. You're like, yeah, she's dead, and she doesn't well, know it. Well, you have to. But well, that's what's so you, amazing. But she's such. She does such a good job yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. She does a great job. And part of what's so amazing about it is is knowing that you know you're watching this character basically just absolutely go through hell and you're with her and it's like you almost sort of like uh it's very it is actually kind of difficult to watch because you almost feel like you're there with her Mm -hmm. and it's like you're watching her experience something so terrible yeah and uh yeah it's and so it's very powerful it's maybe not enjoyable so much yeah. in the way of like an entertaining kind of like aha that was an entertaining fun movie yeah not that no. but it's very powerful and I mean and sometimes that's what art is about yeah and I understand as far as you know making it a prequel as opposed to continuing on with the 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 threat the dangling threads of the show and stuff like that the thing about Lynch is that he doesn't always have a logical reason for why he does the stories the way he does he has to follow his artistic muse. Uh-huh. Obviously, at that time, he was not interested in continuing the story. He was yeah. interested in going into more detail about, of, about this story and going to, to going more detail about what happened before. Um, that's what that's what interested him. That's what came to him. Right. A lot of his kind of ideas of what to do in his movies is just it's like he's just channeling it. You know, it's just it's just what it's just this it, what it's what needs to come out, um, and he has to follow that that artistic muse. So I understand that, and I've come to sort of accept that a little more. Another thing is, um, the last time that I wa- watched through the series, um, I also listened along with the the Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. Yeah. Which I mean, those guys are huge, and they they don't they don't need any uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they don't need any <laughs> recommendation from us because yeah. they're they're way bigger than we we could ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they they watch the movie as part of that. Yeah, and yeah. and they're. I don't. I mean, a lot of times I disagreed with some of what they had to say about the show, but that's sort of what makes things interesting. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. is you hear different opinions, but they were very enthusiastic about the movie, and and about highly regarding it. Mm. And some of the stuff they said really made me think about it a little bit differently, and kind of helped to kind of shape like some of my rethinking of oh. it uh, that has come within the last sort of couple of years, especially. Um, well, it's one of those things that's and, like, uh, well, and you know, that's cool. Like by I, listening or listening or they're talking with somebody about someone who has a different opinion on a yeah. thing, uh, especially if it's something that, uh, it's, if you don't like and they do, mm-hmm. uh, where you, it allows you, it, cause often you, you, the reason you like something is not 
the same kind of reasons of why you would dislike something like in, in yeah. the same way. And so talking to someone who really likes something when you're like, Oh, I don't like that. Cause I found it this and this and this. And they're like, Oh, but what about this and this and this? And it like, yeah, oh, you're right. And it's yeah. and not necessarily, it, it's not necessarily like if it triggers it out, like that. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. about it in a different you know, way that makes so, you realize it is so easy. And especially with movies, mm-hmm. it is so easily to be drawn into a few flaws in a film mm-hmm. and you can drag down a whole movie that yeah. is otherwise good because of a few minor things. Yeah. And it is so, so easy to fall into that trap. So, and, I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I would say some of those reservations I have about it are still there. I don't, I wouldn't consider it like in like the top tier of my favorite Lynch films, but definitely I have, I, I've sort of come to respect it a bit more. I mean, I always respected it, but I've mm. definitely come to respect it more and appreciate the, the, at least just like the power that it has, the, the, the artistic yeah. power that it carries. Um, and so it definitely, um, it, it's hard to watch and not feel something. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's something. Uh, you know, it's hard to sort of just be totally detached because you do get kind of pulled in and, and, and just like, like, oh my God, this is heavy. So yeah, that's uh, a bit long winded, but I nope. felt like I had to kind of explain. I, 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 it, it warrants it. It warrants it. Yeah. It's being, being it's very checkered history. It's of, very yeah. complicated and, and it's very mixed, you know, the feelings involved are very complicated. So, but yeah. I do love, I mean, David Lynch films and, and you know it's hard to imagine not including now now that now with the 90s now that we have some breathing room yeah uh you know and obviously i had wild at heart on their 90 uh, list and it's hard to imagine not including a a lynch film when one Mm -hmm. comes out because you know they're they're they're, they're still they're still not (laughs) super frequent at this point um i mean obviously in in at this point in reality currently there hasn't been one in you know over over a decade mm-hmm. it's been a long time since there's been a lynch film but um, hey we're getting and of course there's the new, the new actual t- the new twin peaks is coming yeah. but even then it's still technically not really a movie yeah although he kind of made it like a it's a huge giant movie mm-hmm. and then he just cut it into into episodes so it continues we'll see how it goes uh, it's, it's strong you cannot just jump in and watch any old episode of twin definitely peaks. not no <laughs> so yeah we'll see what we'll see what happens mm-hmm. um Maybe that's something that we might uh, talk about a little bit when it when it comes. Oh, I I, I definitely assume that will be the case. But yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. my number three is Twin Peaks Far Away nope. for me. Ah, excellent. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my number two mm-hmm. um, is a movie that I really, really, really like. Um, I, I just want to oh, say oh, oh. that we're up to two. Yeah. So we've done no five, crossover. four, three. Still no. And crossover. I had two on, and I and I had a tie. So. Yeah. Was, Oh. Yeah. yeah, we're six. We're six this movies is, uh, in here. Pretty no intense. Time. Pretty intense. Um, this may or may not break the tie here. Okay, uh, we'll see. Uh, so my number two is uh, I regard this movie very highly. Okay, uh, it is generally regarded by many people very highly. Okay, in fact, it won Best Picture Oscar for nineteen ninety two. Unforgiven. Okay, uh, Western. Mm-hmm. Anytime I can praise a Western, anytime a good Western comes out, I'm. Definitely behind it. Um, Clint Eastwood plays old retired gunslinger in this. Uh, is I think this is the start of Clint Eastwood playing. Clint Eastwood plays old retired insert job here, and then comes back for something for like the next. He's still doing it. 
I might be wrong, but I I think Unforgiven may have been on our uh Oscar Best Picture winners top five. It I was probably it probably was for It's been a while because yeah. that one was Sick, almost 60 episodes ago. ago yeah 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 so yeah. that's it was, over a year ago yeah 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 but well that was yeah because that was number i what, feel 25 yeah 30, 35 35 yeah i have a feeling that it, it might have been on there been, it might have been on there it was well you think it was on mine or yours it might have been on mine maybe that was uh, one of us yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it could have even been on mine because yeah. i but um yeah all right but i mean that doesn't matter it's yeah. so long ago i don't even remember it may not have been it may yeah, have been like an honorable mention or something yeah. I, I don't know yeah um but yeah, no. Uh, Unforgiven is 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 an awesome western. It's good. I really I really like it. Um, a little Morgan Freeman in there. Um, yep. Um, the now, I guess Clint Eastwood's semi-retired, but the retired uh, um, Gene, oh, Hackman, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman yeah. uh, is is awesome in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean it's. It's the other Gene Hackman is the bad guy in a yeah, Western yeah. movie in the 90s movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Besides the quick and the dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Gene Hackman went through a bout there where he really played a villain a lot. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it started with Lex Luthor, with him playing Lex Luthor, but... Uh, it started and ended with him playing Lex Luthor. that's the playing, ultimate. The though. ultimate, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but only because it got driven into the ground and it ended there. Um, hey, we're not going to talk about Superman four, okay? It's off the table. Um, we talked about Superman four enough in our. Uh, in, in yeah, our, we, we covered that well. Yeah, you know, in in the um, Street Smart uh, episode, yeah. we, that was as much talking about Superman four as we ever need to do. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, yeah, one, one best picture and a couple other Oscars. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, just excellent. Lots of good gunfighting. Lots of good Western drama. Excellent sets. It, it's the, one of those like, oh, real like, oh, good, excellent package kind of. Deals. It's good. Uh, I mean, it was basically intended as Clint Eastwood's kind of like. Well, directed. He directed it too. Yeah, he, so, yeah. he directed. It was intended as kind of like his final say on mm-hmm. westerns because. Obviously, I'm, he was so famous for doing them, and he'd been doing them for so long. It's like, I'm going to do this one last Western, guys, and... Well, just that it was going to be kind of like, you know, everything that he kind of felt like he wanted to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, no, we definitely talked about this before. To sort I... of finish, <laughs> to finish his kind yeah. of, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, you know, uh, I, this is all I need to say about Westerns, and yeah. now I'm done, you mm-hmm. type of thing, right? Not to say that, that like, you know... That man. He didn't put he, a cap I, on westerns as a genre, well, not, but on his his version of well, being and, and also yeah. not to say that it that that necessarily ruled out that yeah. he would ever do another western. Yeah, but just that it was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, there was no real need for him to do another one after this no. because this was kind of like yeah. his final say on it. You know, kind of. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, kind of in some ways, essentially, this movie was we gave a, a name to the man with no name, and we made him an old retired guy. And, you know, this is this is yeah. Like, he's know, a little, he's a little, he's a little sensitive. A little, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? He, in his old age, you got a little, you know. Yeah. Um, smile, maybe smiles a bit more, and he's and, not not enough of a son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. To be the man with no name. No, no. You got to wait till uh, Grand Torino before he becomes a real son of a bitch again. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I I like it, and um, being that it is hard to find a good western, it is one that yeah, I yeah. have gone back to. And I've actually I've times. been thinking. I, I keep forgetting to bring up, but I'm thinking um, after we finish all of this decade stuff. Yeah, I think the next top five that we do. That's just like the straight up top five. Yeah. We got to do Westerns. Yeah. Because I know we've been talking about it and I've been kind of like, I've been kind of quietly like, like stowing Westerns away thinking like, like I'm not going to bring this up movie up now because I know we want to do Westerns and Mm -hmm. I want to save it for that type of thing. So there's a couple of things that I've like, like, especially like in the eighties and things like that. There's things that I've avoided Mm -hmm. mentioning because I was like, I want to save them for for westerns so i mean i don't know if you're into that no I, absolutely I, I would, that absolutely i, I would love yeah. to do that next yeah. after we're done all this stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah well uh, we'll definitely I'm because we won't good. be doing um decade ones anymore yeah yeah uh it gives a we will be able to double for, down on the yeah a little on more the, space yeah. for the the yeah. random yeah. ones as it were because uh, yeah we definitely had well we had a large list of ideas yeah. and then it immediately got cut in half <laughs> because we started doing yeah. the decade stuff yeah which um, i mean they, was, they've been really fun oh it's absolutely great, so. yeah fantastic again cool. allows us to do stuff like, like this episode good stuff yeah. so yeah my, my number two is all unforgiven right. all right um not just a great metallica song also a fantastic yeah. western all right. All well, right. that does not break the streak of okay. of, right. of no crossover. Okay. Um, but the next one does. Oh, okay. Because uh, my number two is Wayne's World. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. I love Wayne's World. Yeah. It's oh. one of my favorite comedies when of all you, time. When you jumped in heavy on when we were ta- when I was talking when I brought up Wayne's World, I kind of assumed it was on your list. <laughs> well, you mean when I didn't jump in because I said almost nothing? Uh, no, you, you you said a, you you contributed a lot because I was like, well, about, I don't really about, want to you know, say too no. much because yeah, you don't want to spoil it. Out I don't want to jump from five to two. two. No, no, no. But that's I, one of the ones you don't want to be like, oh, well, this is later on. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's too far. Ahead if it's from five to four, four or something, oh, that's sure, different. Sure. But yeah, no, no it's two. two because I love it. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite comedies. For what it is, it's essentially pretty much perfect. I mean, you really couldn't... Like, unless that type of humor or that type of movie just isn't your cup of tea, Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to point at anything that's really wrong with it. it. Like, it kind of just does it what it does pretty much perfectly. Um, It... it, I mean, it's so quotable and memorable and and referenceable, like, Mm -hmm. all the way through. I mean, obviously, I've seen it, you know, ridiculous number of times, but... Um, even still, I think that um, people who haven't seen it as many times could probably still remember mm-hmm. a lot of scenes or a lot of the references anyway. Um, it's very funny, obviously. And it's funny in a way that you just don't really get that often anymore. Like, I don't know, it's it's of a different era. The style like, of humor is... I mean, they still make movies that are silly and stuff in the same way but like now it's kind of come back around to being like like every comedy has to be like really raunchy and r-rated yeah, and stuff yeah. that's kind of come back that's yeah. sort of a big thing well, now you either get, you either get... Not, not, not that that's inherently bad like there's examples of that that are great that really work but you don't really get like the kind of wayne's world type of thing which is like like you say almost almost family friendly yeah, to a yeah. degree i mean there's a there's a couple oh. slightly risque jokes but like but you know, slightly, not yeah, n- nothing yeah. too yeah. like explicit. It's like and well in the PG, PG thirteen. Yeah, and, and and you know, and it's just it's versus like all, like mo- like I guess most considered, unless it is a like an animated comedy, it's most like most comedies are are 
Yeah. You know, just for one reason or another. Well, and I mean, it, and, or, and, it, or, and it comes around, right? Like, it comes around. Like, in the early 80s, after they wrote the screenplay for, for Back to the Future, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the original script for Back to the Future was around since, like, 82 or something like mm. that. But the movie didn't get made till 85 because, like, when they were shopping it around, at that time in, like, the early 80s, that was when, like, the raunchy R-rated comedies were the thing. Yeah. And that's all anybody wanted. And so, like, they they were turned down by everyone because Back to the Future was too family-friendly. Mm. Um, and so it, it kind of comes around in cycles, you know. Yeah. Um, it it, is, it, is it exactly, just happens you, that now we're in one of those just like good, clean, raunchy fun, things again. You know? Yeah. Um, it, um, and I don't think anybody involved has really done anything comparable since. Like, I like the Austin Powers movies. Yeah. But they're still not as good as Wayne's World. Yeah. You know, and certainly Dan Carvey hasn't done anything as good. You know, and none of the other people, like like the the creative people behind the scenes, like yeah, director yeah. and things like that. Like, I don't think anyone. Like, I think that, um, and certainly the sequel wasn't as good. Like, yeah. it's watchable, but like it has a few moments, but it's nowhere close. Yeah. Like, Wayne's World Two is definitely more in line with like it's it's a lot more average. It's a lot more like there's lots of movies. You know who is in Wayne's World who has the most successful career? Rob Lowe. Well, he was pretty <laughs> successful before, and actually at this anyway. time. At this time, when he did Wayne's World, he was actually at a pretty low ebb. Yeah. Because yeah. this is when there was a lot of, like, scandals and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and, like, his personal life and whatnot. So he wasn't really that well-regarded mm-hmm. at this time. Um, but obviously, like, he'd been well-known in the 80s, and then, you know, he's kind of, he later, much like sort of Downey, like, yeah, yeah. he, he kind of came through mm-hmm. the period of, like, having a lot of personal problems and, and, and private life problems and has sort of come out the other side with a renewed, yeah. you know... And now he's like much more highly regarded, and he he, he is one of those. Interesting... He, he found new, where Downey found new life in like huge mega blockbuster movies. Rob Lowe's really kind of found new life on television. Television, yeah. He's been he's done a lot of TV series, and, and it, he has that interesting thing because of and a lot of this is because his name became such a household. I don't want to say household, but a recognized thing during like his troubled times. Yeah. Um, the character of Rob Lowe has become a character, yeah. and. I have probably seen him in in the last probably five or six years on TV. Rob Lowe plays literally plays Rob Lowe more often than he plays like another character. Well, but he's also done yeah. a lot of like oh, he has I, done he's done a lot of series he, he where he's been like a, right, a main main right, character. Stuff. And stuff, yeah, he's done yeah. a number of main characters, yeah. but a number of times I've seen him in things and like he was in a show, uh, this lawyer show for a whole season as neighbors to the main character. Literally, he was playing Rob Lowe. His name yeah. was Rob Lowe. He was and oh, our neighbor Rob Lowe, and you're like. That's kind of weird. <laughs> you know? Hey, not like, everyone can get to the point where yeah, yeah. you know they can yeah, just play themselves. You know, like. uh, also, an actor who's uh, aged quite well. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, and, and Robert Downey Jr. style has done a quite good job of. So, uh, um, but yeah, no Wayne's World. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I just it is kind of unfortunate in a way that like such a a comedy of such, uh, like just such a great comedy just didn't like. We saw a bunch. It didn't begin an era of great comedies like it. Yeah. It began an era of bad clones that eventually just died. Right. Which, Correct. I mean, yeah. We've talked about this before because often imitated, never duplicated. D- d- this was something we talked about. When we were talking when we did our, our top fives, the two top fives of the eighties. How the eighties was famous for. Oh yeah. Creating a one hit wonder that was amazing that everybody remembers. And then eight other films like it every year for the mm-hmm. rest of the eighties that all kind of progressively sucked more and more. Yeah, you know, and you're like, what? And what happened? And 
maybe you know as much as kind of Hollywood takes a little bit of a kicking right now for um, every year is just last year with a, a two in the end of it, yeah. and then a three, and then a four. Yeah. The quality doesn't dip or doesn't take the nosedive that it, like no they it either takes either yeah. doesn't nosedive at all or they manage to keep it fresh and good from sequel to sequel from Im- imitator to imitator yeah and, i think that's true to a fairly large degree yeah and it, we, don't, we don't see like we didn't get iron man and then four iron man knockoffs that were progressively worse every year after that you know which quite easily could have happened iron man 2 well not the greatest movie didn't become a terrible yeah. Iron Man three. Didn't become a crappy Avengers movie. Didn't become a you know. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's too bad. On the flip side, it's very nice to be able to go. Wayne's World. That's the one you want. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you go. You want to see a really funny, really great yeah. you know, movie about two friends who do like this wacky, goofy adventure. Yeah. This is the one you see. It's yeah. easy to point at it. And, and go, yes, especially because um, you know, like I say, like it's it it sparked off like innumerable mm-hmm. uh movie spin-offs from 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 a silent live sketch i mean the 90s were that right era. for that yeah there's so many I and mean, actually to technically they still do that and they're first. all totally garbage <laughs> yeah yeah because none of them uh managed to find anything good to do with well first of all the, the core concepts weren't as strong i don't think yeah. and then secondly they didn't really find anything good to do with those mm. concepts um and, and i think like i think i said, so I said think this earlier for, where they with the Wayne's World movie, they took the concept of these two guys, and rather than just making it a ninety-minute or two-hour film about them filming their show in their basement, yeah. they literally almost spent none of them. Like so little, of the movie is actually what you see would see on the sketch. Yeah, of, which is risky. And then, but because but they did so well, I feel they yeah. went lazy with a lot of the other stuff. Where they just like, oh, we're just going to make a two-hour sketch or a ninety-minute yeah. sketch out of this. Well, newsflash, that doesn't, doesn't work. work. That no, doesn't work no, at no. all. There's a reason why they're like five-minute sketches exactly. in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can't. And, and and let's be honest, some of those characters weren't great when they were on Saturday Night Live. Well, that's what I mean. To, like to they make a movie out of a package. Well, that's what I mean. Like they started <laughs> to really scrape the bottom of the barrel because yeah. they were just like, oh, well, if Wayne's World did well. That means like any recurring yeah. Saturday Live sketch character can do well, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> like they're not all equal created equally, yeah. and and Wayne's World, the Wayne's World characters were some of the better ones. Um, anyways, Wayne's World number two. No, that's that's an excellent, excellent. All right, so all right. there's some crossover, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's even though it barely made it onto your list. Barely made it on my list, but yeah. Uh, like I said, the main reason it was on my list was just because it is a comedy. Yeah, it is like. Kind of the best comedy of 1992, well, or not in 1992, of like that era of comedies, yeah. and as, gone a, back as, to as sort of an all rounder, it's yeah, definitely yeah. and very... so easy to go back to, yeah. you know. Um, so my number one, yes, um, it's from 1992, and shocking, <laughs> I'm blown away. Um, uh, that probably plays better on video. Uh, <laughs> too bad, <laughs> too bad, yeah, you should have tuned into the stream. Um, there's no stream. Don't look for the stream. There's no stream. There's no video stream. Um, there's there might be like a stream, like if you live kind of in the woods, there might be a stream near your house. But that's yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
People listen to this all over the world. This movie, um, not very many. I am going to. I like this movie so much. I'm going to call it the modern day sting. Holy crap! Um, And it's something I've completely forgotten, or something that I hate. That you hate, or maybe you just don't regard it the same way. Um, uh, it is clearly not. It is not as good as the sting. Okay. Because let's get rid of what is. Um, pardon? Because what is? Because what is? Um, but it's. I feel it's as close as you're gonna get for at least this time period. Okay. And that is sneakers. Okay. I I can't even really say because I'm. Don't I'm just it. not familiar yeah, at all with it. Yeah, I know nothing I mean, about it really, um, other than the basic, you know, Robert Redford. <laughs> and I was gonna say other than the basic premise, but no, I probably don't even really know that either. Um, uh, the the basic of the movie is uh, Robert Redford plays a security expert okay. who is semi-retired, um, but something he did in his past has come back to haunt him. Uh, usually, and usually does. And you know, is it Hydra? It's, it's not all of not Hydra. Okay. Uh, this is before Robert Redford was involved with in Hydra. Yeah, before I, uh, This is the beginning. This you is have to go between, back. between like... Sneakers is MCU canon. Yeah. This is how we became involved with Hydra. You have to go back. Okay, cool. Um, that makes sense. And um, uh, basically he has to... He assembles a team to... Ah, see, see? Yeah. Assembles a team. team. Oh, okay. Uh, to foil... Uh, the security um, that a security like systems of security that he basically helped implement okay um, but he ha- he's dealing with an enemy like a, that basically knows he's coming and so it's uh, the movie is it's all about it's a battle of wits it's a battle of, of cunning and uh, trickery and um, uh, redundant plans and double crossing and uh, some really clever and really the, the 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 characters in this are like their interactions with each other are quite really funny there's a lot of good dialogue in this um and you they do a really good job of not letting the audience in on everything that's going on so as each character as the characters on either side of the conflict are surprised you get to be surprised along with them which is really nice you don't get that global overhead view of what's going on um, which is, and this is sort of why I compare it to the, the Sting, because yeah, yeah. you get to be along with this caper ride as much as you are in the Sting. Now, again, this Sting is free. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it, I get it, I yeah. get it. It's fine. Um, it's fine. But, um, I get it. <laughs> uh, it's a blatant Sting. It's the, <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I really like Sneakers. Uh, watched it again about a year ago recently, because uh, it had been a while. So it's another like, one I have to put on my list for watching then. Uh, percent sure that you will like it as much as i do uh, well, i probably won't like it as much as yeah, you know, no clearly... but i mean i like i i feel like you might be like you you will probably be able to poke a lot of like you'll probably see the flaws in it that i miss just because i'm too busy being super entertained by it um uh but i really like it um it's uh i think it i think you not being familiar with it is very common most people i know aren't super familiar with it um uh, I think most we wa- people. Suck. When we watched it recently, it was because Laura had never seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, it has a very weird movie poster where they literally put a sneaker on the poster and then called the movie Sneakers. And but it's, sneakers have nothing to do well, with the movie. Well, not in any way. Like it's not a movie about like 
a sneaker company, as yeah. the the poster would maybe indicate, or anything like that. Like it is really kind so of so. It's like, kind of like a, a <laughs> bit like the the trailers that lie. This is a poster that lies. It, it kind of yeah. Um, the, the, there were later posters and stuff that were much more blunt like it, at least it was very an interesting poster the later posters were just very bland it was just like oh everybody in this or not everybody but a large portion of the people in this movie are like kind of big names and so it's one of those movie posters where it's just a big list of names and then says sneakers at the bottom and you're like that tells me nothing there, it's <laughs> a list of people that wear sneakers That's the one, yeah. everybody wears sneakers these people are known they're verified by photographic evidence to have worn <laughs> sneakers at one point or another in their lives um Sidney Poitier is the bad guy, which is great. Interesting. Yeah. Um, just just on that basis, I yeah, kind of yeah. have to see um, it. Because that's yeah, well, I mean, it's not a, what I you mean, would expect. Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier are pretty big actors. And for a movie which essentially is kind of a light film. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's not, I, I mean, mean, some of, I mean, yeah, especially Redford, like some yeah. of his best stuff is quite light. Well, yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of the whole I, thing. I would actually have to agree. I think I probably enjoy the stuff that he is in that he, like, he's done some terrific, like, heavy drama stuff, but as a person who isn't, I don't gravitate towards heavy dramas, that's probably not my favorite stuff of his. You ever seen the episode of uh, The Twilight Zone that Rob Redford did? No. It was good? Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. It's okay. great. Yeah. He's extremely young. Yeah. Huh? Um, You'll be like... Dan Eckwards in this? Yeah. River Phoenix? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah. That would have been, like, um, pretty pretty soon mm-hmm. before he died, too. Yeah. I think, didn't he die, like, 93 or something like that? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah Somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just pulling that out. Of, yeah, no. Uh, I could, definitely, out well, it was definitely, it was definitely, like, around that time. But it like, had to yeah, have been yeah. so, so close, right? Uh-huh. But, yeah, so... Uh, being that you're not super familiar with it, don't not a lot of back and forth discuss about it. No, but, that's yeah. interesting. No, though. Good, though. Yeah, but so sounds sneakers. interesting. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. So my number one is sneakers. So what is cool. your number? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> do you know? I think I do. I think I do because it hasn't come up yet. Uh, I, I, I have a sneaker. Right. Uh, or, or you were going to blow me away. Uh, probably not. Okay. Um. What did you think it might be? I will. I'll, I'll. I'll let you say, and then, and then, and then I'll. I'll. I'll confirm. Maybe I should write it down so I can be like, oh, see. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is gonna play real good. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can always cut this out. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm just curious for my own curiosity. Okay. All right. I got it. I got All right. It. Uh, my number one of ninety-two is the first film by Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote that. Uh, yeah, I, so, I am DB Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Yeah, I knew this. I knew uh, this was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this probably, despite his second film, which will go unnamed at this moment, uh, but is generally more famous and more regarded, uh, this one's probably my favorite overall of his. Wow. Um, there's just something about that first step. It's like when a band puts out their first album and they've had their whole lives to prepare for making that first album. So even though it's their first album, they don't have as much experience making albums. Oftentimes it's really good, 
because it, like they have their whole like life. It's like the first album by someone who is clearly a, an excellent musician. They're young and they're hungry to get some their stuff out yeah. there, and they and they've they've had all this building this passion for their art building mm-hmm. up for their whole life, and then boom, they put out that first mm-hmm. album, and then like the second album, they have to come up with something you know new. So it's like whether it comes out a year or two years later. Mm-hmm you know, it's not going to be as kind of fresh and just like, boom, as the first one. And Tarantino's kind of like that with his films. Like, the stuff he makes now is clearly much more accomplished, you know, technically and and in terms of, like, scale and Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, like, obviously he's learned things as a filmmaker, but there's something special about this one and and it being his, his first film where even though he wasn't an, an, uh, an experienced filmmaker at all, um, there's just something about it. And there's something where not being an experienced filmmaker, he doesn't kind of follow, like, the rules of, like... Like, there's almost no close-ups in Reservoir Dogs. Like, it's almost all played, like, either as, you know... Scene me- shots. Medium shots. Yeah, like, scene shots, and like, like, masters and, like, medium shots of, like, maybe a couple of characters at a time. Um, and, and yeah, like a lot of pretty distant, distant shots, mm. which like the conventional sort of rules of filmmaking would dictate, like you start with your mask shot and then you go in close ups and you have characters, you've talking well, heads, well, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's well, very is, little of that. This is rather than having the talking heads, you get to look at both characters talking at the same time yeah. as if you were standing in the room with them yeah. versus like, but um, the other thing that's interesting about Reservoir Dogs is that um, so much of it is like derived from earlier works to the point where there's almost been a bit of like grumblings of plagiarism like plagiarism almost because it's so similar mm. you know I mean pretty much all the basic stuff like it's it's essentially a combination of like uh there's a stanley kubrick film from the 50s called the killing uh which is very influenced by um which is about like a botched robbery um and or like the aftermath of a bunch of robbery but also like the lead up to it um it has the non-linear storytelling where like the scenes are all in uh, you know it jumps back and forth in 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 the the timeline of of the story um you know that's all from the killing and then there's like stuff from like um there's a hong kong film called city of fire oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it has stuff from that like with the that's the one, one i'm most the, familiar with where it's a, this being being a jewel robbery mm-hmm. and having one of the gang members being an undercover cop who has formed a a friendship with one of the other uh members of the gang who doesn't know that he's a cop and and sort of what that kind of like sort of betrayal will, will mean to it mm-hmm. essentially straight from that um it takes the the um giving them the color coded aliases from the taking of pelham one two three yeah. um where they have like mr blue and mr brown and all that stuff mm-hmm. so i mean it's like quentin tarantino has never been one to kind of shy away from incorporating a lot no, of his i mean most of his yeah most of his films you stuff. can see the influences um but this one, perhaps even more than, you know, whether, yeah, whether it's because it's his first, first film yeah, or yeah, not, yeah. this one especially is extremely heavily based on previous sources, which, you know, is somewhat questionable. But 
he does it so well, and that's why, like, you know, to me, like, I don't... Without directly calling it, like, oh, I'm retelling these stories. I don't clearly, see it but... as, as plagiaristic because I think that he brings enough... He, he's wearing his influence on his sleeve a little harder. He's wearing most, his influence yeah. on his sleeve very hard. And again... But I think that he's bringing enough to the table yeah. that it kind of... For, uh, to sort of forgive it because... And again, you like know, you said, a lot of his criticism has come in recently. Or, like, more recently than the film itself. Well, it was brought up at the time, but at the time it was considered mainly just kind of just that influences but, but and, that's the thing and, and, and it is very easy to go back homages. and look at a film and go oh this and this and this when at the time you were still aware of those references yeah. at that time those influences but because how you enjoyed the film and you yeah. thought about the film and immediately knowing again he'd only produced that he hadn't yeah. had a body of work to but, draw but from but the yet. things that are you know, sort of more unique to it you know uh, such as like the way that it was shot and mm. you know the dialogue obviously you know Tarantino is known for his dialogue um, the acting is really good um, and what's interesting is that he at this point he had sold a couple of scripts um, but he was dead set on he had to make Reservoir Dogs himself he was extremely adamant about that mm. uh, like Tony Scott um, directed True Romance but that didn't make it until the next that didn't come until the next year um, but uh, that script had already been sold because basically he wanted Reservoir Dogs uh, but so. Quentin wouldn't sell the Reservoir Dogs script he was extremely adamant that he was going to make it himself so what he was going to do if he couldn't get backing for it he was just going to make he was going to use the money that he had been made selling his early work and he was going to just make like an ultra low budget self-financed oh. version. So he was expecting like it was going to be, you know, 16 millimeter film, black and white. Watch actors you've you know, heard of. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe like 20 grand or something, right? Yeah. Clark, you know, he's going to Clark's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though this is before Clark's, but, yeah, yeah. you know, going, but going down that route. Uh, but what happened was the script found its way into the hands of Harvey Keitel. Mm. And he loved it and he jumped on board right away before you know it even sort of was anything because of Kaitel's involvement that led to then they did get backing for it and the rest of the cast fell into place and so you went from this first time filmmaker who was insisting that he was going to direct himself to the point that he was going to just make it with a little bit of his you know yeah. with his own money Get the ball rolling to on now it's a real movie yeah. with like actual backing and and a real cast and what a cast it is, you know, cause of course, in addition to Kaitel, you had like, you know, you had, uh, Steve Buscemi. yeah, Tim Roth, Roth and yep. Steve Buscemi and, you know, Michael Madsen, Michael, all, yeah. all, the, all these guys, you know, and, and, and others. Um, and, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's just it, it, like, it, it's, it has some darker aspects. Obviously it's very violent and whatnot, but it's also quite funny in in an odd sort of way, uh, like it has some of the best kind of that sort of Tarantino banter. Um, you know, it has some really memorable bits and pieces and lines and stuff like that. Um, and it just has a real, I don't know, it's just something about it. It's not innocence exactly, but just in the sense of like. Because it would, I don't know. He's kind, he's just sort of living the dream. Like he was like literally like somebody who was a lifelong film f 
fanatic who obviously had a talent for writing but like had not hadn't broken through into the thing yet right i mean he worked in a video store for god's sake <laughs> but he was and and it was a lot you know similar to like like i mentioned with clerks it's similar to kind of what kevin smith went through mm. like he he was just like he wouldn't let his love he finally got his chance and, he, and he got him. to yeah. do it and i mean and and this is a film where you're seeing somebody who's just living their dream who, mm. who probably didn't think that you know they were going to be able to do it on this kind of scale at this point you know the fact i mean it's almost unheard of like for somebody who is a first-time filmmaker like this who got to you know write it direct it call all the shots do it mm. the way they wanted to do it and actually have a budget and real actors like great actors involved who were enthusiastic about the material i mean i, I wonder it's if, kind of one of a kind in, it, that, in it that way and it's one of those like uh, not saying he didn't have to fight for it but the fact that uh because of harvey Keitel's involvement like kind of a lot of the, the things fell into place yeah. oh absolutely 100 uh, percent outside of outside of being it being quentin tarantino yeah um i wonder how that has influenced like he has a bit of um his movies there's, there's definitely an up and down to his films um not, yeah i mean i i would say not yeah. everyone is a, is a reservoir dogs right um or uh you know some there's definitely yeah there's not every movie's a pulp fiction not every there's you know. only one that he's done that i honestly just absolutely dislike the rest i think are either like eh, yeah okay yeah. or or better yeah. you know but there's there's <laughs> but, a style yeah. to his filmmaking and um it's i don't want to say uh Use the word arrogance to his filmmaking. Confidence, Conf confidence, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that he is very is confident. May in his or own... like may or may not always do him well. Well, and it's, I'm wondering it's if something being that able be... to do the, his first film exactly the way he wanted uh, fueled that confidence in a way that is both really good yeah. because that allowed him. Yeah, like, I can, I can see. There are some directors yeah. out there who you're like, oh my god. If this director had more confidence, this movie yeah, I could have excelled greatly. Um, I can to, see your point. To for maybe sure. a little bit like, and maybe that it just plays out uh, possibly because he is such a. Uh, I think it's, he is it very, just goes with his personality off, too. Well, that's the thing. Being that his personality is very out there, there's so much interview, so much public material of him, and he is very. He always puts himself in the movies, yeah, yeah, you know. and stuff like that. Like, there's a bit of a yeah. like, and you're never quite. He's no sure M Night Shyamalan though. At least he can true, back it up. He true, can back it up. But, you're never quite sure. If, <laughs> is he arrogant? Is he in on the joke? It's probably a little bit of both, and it doesn't always pay off. Um, but definitely, you can like <laughs> if he hadn't gotten yeah, to do. Do not attempt an Australian accent yeah, again, yeah, well, please, uh, please, Quentin. Do not attempt another um, Australian accent ever. If he <laughs> hadn't gotten to do Reservoir Dogs this way, like if he had to do it the independent way, yeah eventually it may have seen the light of day in terms of like public art would have gotten to see it and stuff like that but his career path would have been so different yeah it would have been a, it like and of course the quentin tarantino sort of style has and throughout the 90s and yeah. into the 2000s, has influenced a lot of other filmmakers absolutely like like it or not he really yep it really it was a like 1982 it, was, it like was a meant, changing it was meant to be kind of because yeah. The, yeah. the the con the like yeah. the the uh, events just coming yeah. together in just such a way yeah. for this movie to exist in the yeah. form that it does 
like it's hard to imagine mm-hmm. like you that's that's a string that you can't really pull out yeah. because it's hard to imagine yeah. like it would have changed so, so much, much. Yeah. if uh it hadn't inversely to Wayne, how Wayne's world changed comedies yeah. <laughs> this changed everything um i i don't want to uh say too much about reservoir dogs um mostly because i don't really like reservoir dogs uh which is i know everyone's entitled to be wrong uh, once uh, exactly and, and i truly like i like a few select scenes in the film especially i mean the almost ubiquitously famous the 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 diner scene um that's the first scene but it's the opening and, one of the best openings and, ever to a movie. I'm the exa- and I'm not actually, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to step back a little bit. I don't dislike Reservoir Dogs. I dislike the characters in Reservoir Dogs. I now wait. Now I'm assuming by that you mean you dislike them as characters, as characters, because like, of course you dislike them as people, people because they're yeah. terrible people. I, I, <laughs> it, it's, um. It, it's I just yeah I just don't like their characters like I don't I have no I don't get really I, I have no attachment to them I don't like they don't and, and this is a movie with a big cast and it I mean it revolves around characters talking and everything and I just don't I don't like anything they have to say I don't like their personalities I don't and which is a shame because I like the plot of the film yeah. like I like the story I like the presentation uh I well, like I like the, the that the, being the, the case the whole concept which has led then, me to then you should watch all the movies that it's based it on. actually has led me to go back and watch those are because uh, all the plot stuff is pretty much taken from all these other movies well, it's it's the other stuff that is unique to this movie that was my that was <laughs> my, that did lead me to go back and watch i haven't watched a stanley kubrick film uh but i have watched taking a pill one two three and i have watched um city of fire city on city on fire and uh, the killing is awesome, dude. You should, yeah, I you know. Should I watch know. it. It's great. I, I, I mean, I'm, I am, I'm a huge. I am hundred percent sure we've actually talked about. I'm this a huge Cooper fan too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people um, don't know about the killing because a lot of people don't know pre '60s Kubrick yeah, at all. Yeah, because that's when like he really yeah. got big. Um, K- Kubrick is definitely one of those like every time I see Kubrick, I enjoy Kubrick. Right. But I just have not seen. But it was basically Spartacus is what really put him in the limelight. So it was like 1960 on is what most people know of Kubrick. Yeah, Uh, his 50s stuff is not as well known. I mean, some of it people may have heard of, like some a lot of. Well, I mean, film buffs know about the killing, but like more casual film viewers maybe Mm. have heard the name but don't really know too much about it. Yeah, Uh, a lot of people have heard about Paths of Glory. Yeah, like early kind of war slash anti war movie um, that he did, but. with uh you know so uh but yeah overall compared to kind of 60s and up mm. uh his 50s stuff is not nearly as well known mm. um but the killing i should watch really it really good it. and you'll see you'll you'll like you'll yeah, you'll, you'll watch it, it you'll be like holy crap oh, this oh, is straight up uh, in city on the, fire this is 50s reservoir dogs <laughs> and city on fire again very yeah. much so although uh being that it takes place in hong kong there's a uh, there's an angle to it. Oh yeah, uh, just like cultural angle. Oh to yeah, it. no, I mean that, it's very different. Yeah. It's just that's where he got the yeah. whole thing with the, the, you yeah. know, the fact that it's like a jewelry robbery, yeah. but then also the, the whole thing with the undercover, undercover one cop. of them being an undercover cop uh, yeah. who forms a, in, a friendship again, with in Reservoir Dogs. I love that concept. Yeah, and it's like because I mean when I saw Reservoir Dogs, I'd never seen a movie where that had done that before, yeah. and I was like, oh, that is such a great deal. Like oh. Because you know you, as soon as you he says anything, like, 
it's, it's yeah. going to be a disaster. Yeah. Like, th- there is no way you can present it's that information. Well, I think I really like I mean, what they do. I guess it. essentially Reservoir Dogs is a movie about betrayal. Yeah. And like betrayal and a character who wants to do everything possible to let the person down easy on the betrayal, yeah. hoping that they will take it well because look, it's really not as bad as it is. <laughs> you know that it's going right. to it is going to yeah. destroy them. Yeah. And absolutely and, and that is the thing. And I love the plot and everything and then I just I like the, the I just I don't care about the character. Like he's gonna betray him, and I'm oh, oh that's uh, too bad. yeah, yeah. And it, it it is, and I recognize it. It is a very well done movie. So and then, okay. and I wish I could just like the character. I, I even I even like I was debating whether it should be one or not. Oh yeah. And it was only, uh, literally like I only decided. Oh, was, was Wayne's World your one? Yeah, well, it was kind of in debate because Wayne's World is definitely. I mean for entertainment value yeah, and yeah. just kind of general just like 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 ah it's a fluffy blanket. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a fluffy blanket of a movie yeah. you know like like you're just going to be happy watching Wayne's World um so I, I was kind of debating it and also I was a little concerned about you know the 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 non-original <laughs> shall we say aspects of of Reservoir Dogs whether that should count against it yeah. or, or whatnot so I was kind of really debating it and I literally just decided like literally at this last second when like you arrived to pick me oh, up yeah, yeah, to come to do this nice. i decided nice. like no it's i'm gonna make it one because it's just it's just amazing like it's just so well done um and uh yeah that's that's really unfortunate um that you can't really appreciate it the same way but yeah, yeah i guess that's why we different people yeah, got put yeah, on the planet yeah I mean, um, if everybody can but just be, I, I'm, I, I'm really glad it is on your list, and I know you happy love this and movie, harmonious so. and peaceful. If everybody Boring. could just be clones of me, yeah, but yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. that's not how yeah. it works. And so there's different people in yeah. the world. See, I know that wouldn't happen if clones of me, because every time I meet somebody that's like me, I hate them. So um. yeah, well, there's also an excellent <laughs> Twilight Zone episode on yeah. that very subject. Yeah. yeah. So that is Twilight Zone. I am familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, any other movies from 92 of note? Uh, well, I think you already mentioned some, like, uh... Well, definitely uh, the last few, Unforgiven like... Unforgiven would have been, oh, yeah. like, an honorable mention, I think. Um, Chaplin would be, um... I had a lot that were on other lists, like Aladdin, from yeah, 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 I mean, uh, all that stuff. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a couple of ones that are, um... Yeah, I mean, those all would be, like, contenders, mm-hmm. but... You know, I just because I have the general kind of rule about not reusing them. Yeah, that's that's uh, why I I didn't put them. Yeah, on yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Um, no, I'm glad you bring it up though. Uh, I don't want people to think we forgot about them. You know, uh, another comedy I really like from '92 is A League of Their Own. <laughs> but uh, the only it is definitely on the like. The only thing know, I always <laughs> remember about A League of Their Own is there's no crying in baseball. I think that's what most people remember. That's all. Like, that's yeah. I, I, kind of like with my cousin Vinny, where like the only specific two joke youths. I remember yeah. is the two, two youths, youths joke. Yeah. That's kind of the only yeah. specific joke I remember yeah. from A League of Their Own. But I mean, I remember it being uh, and, decent. You know, uh, a movie that came up actually recently. We were telling a friend about it because he did. It's hard to dislike heard. anything involving Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Really, I mean. Um, is uh, I mean I I know like that that movie is all about about the women but, yeah, yeah but you know yeah. wh- who are also good but um you know I mean I've had some very good things to say about like Gina Davis for example in the past yeah, well like, exactly with, yeah, with, yeah you yeah. know with uh, the you know the fly and stuff like that like she's definitely a good actor oh and Beetlejuice you know oh so, yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah. definitely Gina Davis is a great yeah. actor and stuff like that so but um but but you know just Tom Hanks like mm. you, you can't really dislike. <laughs> It's real hard to dislike anything with yeah. Tom Hanks because he's just 
he's one of those actors that just oh, has that yeah yeah top five Tom Hanks movies yeah. <laughs> he's, he's one of those actors good. that just has that real charismatic yeah. screen presence um uh, but a lesser known movie that uh, I feel like the only problem maybe with top, top five Tom Hanks movies is that we've already talked about so, so many, many Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks movies, movies. Yeah. so it just just, uh, yeah. Top five Tom Hanks movies that we've already mentioned in yeah. previous episodes. It would just yeah. be more like a summing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is a lesser known film that we talked with a friend about it recently, uh, Raising Cane. Which, yeah, that's good. Uh, I have not seen in many, many Neither years. Neither have I, but it's good. But super dark. Um, yeah. uh, what's his name? Is a John Lithgow. John Lithgow as a bad I believe dude. it's um, Brian De Palma, I believe, yes. directed it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, Who is yeah. very good with the thrillers. Yeah. Yeah, really good thriller. It's very good with the thrillers. With the thrillers. Um, uh, and, I, and I also like um, Sense of a Woman, but uh, it's, it's it's like an honorable mention. It's not It's one of those ones that I feel so like much is, it's it's good, but I feel like yeah. it's a bit overrated. Uh, I, I, I saw it so much later, like kind of after all the uh, hype of okay, it. I did. That I, <laughs> I saw it right now. Yeah, that I, that like I had kind of like, my expectations were already kind of, I guess, tempered a bit. Yeah. Um, no, but I, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was yeah. It's just but uh, but yeah, it's just nineteen ninety two is a is a good year for good movies. Like again, like yeah, we had one crossover, ten films between the two of us. Uh, yeah, and I don't think you could lose watching any of them. Yeah, like like they're all for the most part. Um, maybe other than like particular ratings aside, some of our films are a little... Some of our films were that we picked are a little on the harder R side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and Firewalk. And with Firewalk with me, true. Pretty, yeah, also. Um, well, ironic, considering it's a movie spinoff from a television... A, a network TV show. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> it definitely embraces C- its... Cuffs actually has a... a funny joke based on the yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. the pg-13 the pg-13 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's amazing yeah um we'll we'll have to we'll have to do we'll do we'll do cops we'll do cops we'll yeah, there's yeah. too many things to talk about it yeah we we could spend the whole episode talking about yeah. just cuffs so we'll have to do an episode on cuffs okay for sure um we can yeah. do it as the uh 25th anniversary episode oh yeah because you know, yeah. instead of, we've been doing all these thirtieths, but you know, yeah. ninety two to, to twenty seventeen is, is yeah. twenty five. So there you yeah. go. Um, Hard to believe, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all twenty. All these movies we're talking about now are twenty five years old. Right. Yeah. Jeez, which means most. Apparently, of, uh, they were going to do most of the actors in these films are now old to older men <laughs> uh, or, or, or women. Like these these yeah. actors are all older now. Uh, yes, they're, they're all exactly twenty five years old. Yeah, well, that's what I mean is is a lot of these actors were not super young in no. these films. And, yeah, and in fact, in some cases, some of these films, a lot of these actors have passed on. Some of them, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so next week, mm-hmm. no surprise, top five. 1993. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was worried there because I was like, are we throwing a curveball out here? It's just like, you're expecting 93, but yeah. instead we're going to do like, you 78. know. 78. Uh, we're going to do 39. 30, 19, top five movies. Wolf. <laughs> um, that'd be a tough one. Uh, um, I know one. Oh, yeah? What? 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 <laughs> uh, Wizard of Oz? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's next week's. Yeah, um, really... ninety three is going to be 
Oh, yeah. Interesting because ninety-three is looking already. Ninety-three is one of those ones where there's a lot, yeah, and it's uh, a tough, I, tough to cut it down. I, 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 I was looking. I was, I was looking at it. I mean, I there's like, a couple that are must, if, if, must have. If there was but, a year in the early nineties where I was like, maybe we need to collaborate so we don't guaranteed no crossover because if we both just pick kind of. No, I think it'll be interesting. Do you think it'll be interesting? Yeah, yeah. I don't think... I mean, I, I am, be some... This is amazing. This is amazing that our, like, going year by year there has really, uh, like, shown the different kinds of films that we both like, <sighs> Boy, which is great. Ever. Yeah. Um, it's almost a little bit kind of like... like I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, you're fully well aware that my... No, I don't mean like, just that. Yeah. Like, yeah, in some yeah. cases, it's your picks are sometimes things that I'm like, oh, really? Why would you pick that? But on yeah. the other hand, there's stuff that I think is amazing that you don't really like, and I'm just like, how is that possible? Well, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. you not really like this? Mm. It's amazing. No. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we just look for yeah. different things yeah. sometimes. Um, uh, and a big thing that I think a lot is um, something that's really split a number of our things is uh, familiarity. Uh, movies that I haven't seen since... Yeah, that time, I don't feel confident putting this list because I have absolutely no idea how I remember feeling about it. Right, you know, or ill-informed. Like for example, Last of the Mohicans, where mm-hmm. I remember not liking it. Yeah, I, from everything you say about it, how could I not have liked that movie? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, racist. I guess. Nah, that's that's. Got <laughs> I don't like white people. Um, oh. Yeah, that's not where I was expecting. To go. <laughs> In that case, that's going to rule out most of your movies right there. Uh, to, to quote Eddie Murphy from Forty Eight Hours, um, but uh, yeah, so that's it for ninety three. Ninety three next week. Yeah. All right. So until then, I'm Chris. Seven. Cheers. Bye bye. Oh, nice little singy song. <laughs>